0: I know I give good at. It's a fact. It's a factual fact. Something I enjoy doing because I like doing things that I'm good at. That's my move. <laughs> okay, your move is sucking <laughs> dick. Well, when you say it like that. <laughs>
1: Well Benson. Welcome to another episode of Too Tired To Be Crazy. Today, my special guest is Ellie Schnitt. Did I say your last name right? Yes. Okay, cool. So a little bit about Ellie. She is a cancer, 24, newly in a relationship. So whoa, you heard it first here. Superstar <laughs> on Twitter. Taylor Swift's number one fan, ex-barstool employee, and she used to run the podcast called Schnitt Talk. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners, missed you. So I feel like this is going to be a great way for them to feel today like you're back on a podcast, even if it's just for an
0: hour. So welcome. Thank you. Honestly, like I do miss talking on a podcast so much and I miss my audience. So I hope they're listening that we can hang out a little.
1: They are. Um, okay. So when, first I wanted to start, um, with some of my favorite tweets from your Twitter, cause I was kind of looking at them and, um, Everyone that's currently listening, I want you guys to know that her Twitter is one of my favorite Twitters. Um, her Twitter is holy schnitt, holy underscore schnitt. So go check it out and go follow her on Twitter right now. So I wrote down some of my favorite recent tweets that you wrote. I just wrote three. And I would like to do a poll with all the listeners as well. So like when you guys listen to this episode, I'm going to do a poll on the Too Hard To Be Crazy Instagram. And you guys are going to tell me which one was your favorite tweet. Okay. So here's some of my favorites. Number one, this is an all-time favorite. Remember, ladies, you never have to feel bad about guys buying you drinks. There's a wage gap. They can afford it. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, there's an explanation on why it's okay for men to buy us drinks. Drinks, even though we're looking for equality.
0: Right. It's like you're making more money anyways. So might as well exploit it.
1: <laughs> okay. The, my second favorite tweet was... Um, this one really makes me laugh. I hate when people ask me what my type is. Like truly none of the guys I've ever dated have anything in common except that they don't like me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> people got really mad at me for that tweet. did Because they didn't, they didn't like get it. Like they thought I was saying I dated people while that didn't like me while we were dating i meant like after we dated they all don't like me like oh i thought you just kept choosing men that were like weren't into you no no i I also got it wrong okay that's like mad at that i was like guys it's not that deep it's a tweet oh so they all hate you after you guys break up yeah it's because you're a
1: cancer right i'm kidding it's It's because i'm a scorpio moon that's what it is oh oh really (laughs) That means yeah. you're like intense with your emotions. Yeah. I'm an Aquarius moon. So I'm actually incredibly detached with my emotions. So my Mars is an Aries, which means it's how I react with anger. So I come off yeah. very intense and I can explode really
0: easily. But as an Aries, I get over it really fast and then I'm completely detached. <laughs> My Mars is in Gemini. I don't know what that means. My Venus is also in Gemini, and my rising sign is Gemini. So, oh, I'm a Gemini then. So maybe yeah. you act a little more like a Gemini than a Cancer. I act a
1: more like a Gemini. My rising is a Libra, and then my Venus, how I love, is also Libra. And everyone always thinks I'm a Leo, so I feel like maybe all the combinations of my signs kind of make me into Leo. Yeah, I've actually recently made the decision to um, switch my zodiac sign. And I now identify as a Leo, and I just feel like it's time for all of us to normalize switching your zodiac sign. Yeah, it's like if
0: I feel like I'm far more of a Pisces, which I do sort of feel like I'm a Pisces. Ah. Unless you have to say I'm a Pisces. <laughs> right. So I
1: now identify as a Leo, and I recently asked everyone in, um, on my personal Instagram to please respect my decision. It was really hard for me to come out with my decision, and I felt like I was really brave for letting it is- no. Right. Very, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I was like, please respect my decision and please be respectful to me. Um, it was really hard for me to like finally be honest with how I feel. And I
0: hopefully the Leo gang accepts me. Yeah. And honestly, if your friends can't like accept you and respect your decisions, then they're not real friends. And for those listening, who
1: don't understand my sarcasm. That was all a joke before people <laughs> like go on red and be like, she thinks
0: she's brave for that. Like, I've been a a hole since I was like 12. I'm Dude, brave. It's So annoying, like, constantly having to, and like, I understand why, but like, constantly having to be like, just so you know, I'm kidding. This is a joke. It's not serious. I'm kidding. It's like, man, like, maybe you should just assume I'm joking all the time. Literally. Maybe that
1: world would be a better place. Like on my wedding, I get, when I yeah. said, I'm like,
0: hey, I was just joking. I thought you would <laughs> know. Like, come on, I was kidding, done.
1: <laughs> okay, so my third favorite tweet of yours is: um, sometimes I look back on a person I've had feelings for, and I'm like, was I okay? Was I having a mental breakdown? Was that a break for help? Like, what is that? It's literally, same. I used to look back, and I was <laughs> like, was I drunk the whole time? <laughs>
0: like, what was that? Was about the the last guy that I had been with because uh, he was the last guy I was with before quarantine started. And so I had a long quarantine to think about that relationship. And I was like, was I, was somebody drugging me? Like, what was that? Was I okay? <laughs>
1: Wait, was it that, was it, um, was it the guy that you dated that ended up hooking up with your friend? Instead? Yeah, who cheated on me. Cheated on you with your friend. That's cute. And you guys yeah. are not friends anymore, obviously. No, we don't talk. I he tries to talk to me, I'm not interested. We'll talk about friendship breakups on this episode too, but I feel like, yeah, that sucks though. I feel like breakups are in quarantine, that is literally the hardest thing ever.
0: It's hard, but I also feel like it's kind of almost easier because when you don't think about a breakup, like when you try to distract yourself from a breakup, you go out all the time, you're like partying, drinking, whatever, like it's gonna take you longer to get over something because you're not thinking about it being forced to kind of sit there in quarantine and be like, fine, like, let me think about this breakup. I got over it in like two weeks. I was fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I actually, yeah, I didn't hide from it. Like,
1: I feel like when you're sitting and dealing with a breakup, especially if that person already found someone new and you're in quarantine, all you have is your thoughts. And then all you have is your stalking skills and you're literally become an FBI. And then you're just constantly watching them like have the best time ever. Well, no one was having the best time ever in March, you know? Like, (laughs) I remember you did do an episode about how to be the break key, the breaker. Now, how to be the breaker with class and respect. So for those who are going through a breakup or are trying to break up with a partner right now, it's obviously really awkward if you're listening to this podcast right now with your partner. Just like don't make eye contact right now. But (laughs) do you have any tips... How to break up with somebody in a very classy and respectful way.
0: Uh yeah, I mean, and it's hard because I think we don't always wanna be classy about it. Like sometimes you just wanna be like, fuck you, and fuck your mom and fuck your dog and your best friend sucks, but no. Um, if you really wanna stay in that person's like, not necessarily stay in their life, but like not be an asshole. The easiest way is just to not be super specific with your breakup. Just be like, listen, I am not feeling a spark anymore. I I am so sorry. Like, I really, you know, care about you, but like, I don't feel a romantic spark for you anymore. Cause it's hard to argue with that. You can't be like, yes, you do. Like, no, I'm really sorry. I don't want to have sex with you ever again. You know? (laughs) Wow. I feel like I would still be kind of hurt, but
1: yeah, you're right. Unless the person's like, what can I, is there anything I can do to fix it? And you're like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. No. So you give me a dap. (laughs) yeah it's like all right it's been cool (laughs) I feel like my way of breaking up with people during quarantine at least but obviously it's not somebody like if you're married to somebody don't listen to this advice or if you've been with them for a few years don't listen to my advice this is like we're in relationships you're talking to somebody and you want to break up with them what I've noticed for me during quarantine last year was really helpful when I wanted to end up with people I just tell them I'm too depressed because I feel like with that type of comment no one can be mad at you because they're like oh shit yeah I mean who isn't depressed so I literally be like, listen. I realize like I'm too depressed to invest any in time in anyone else. I'm just so depressed. And I I just need some time for myself. I hope you understand. They're like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And honestly, if you are depressed, that's a great thing to just say. Sometimes I feel like I do feel that way and then I don't know how to say it because I'm afraid they're gonna be like, like, what are you talking about? You're fine or whatever. But no, if you just say, Hey, I'm really depressed. <laughs> and I think that we all are.
1: So it's not like you're lying. I mean, it's quarantine. Everyone's fucking depressed.
0: Yeah, truly,
1: truly. How are you right now? Like how's your New Year's been so far?
0: Um honestly, and like I I don't want to <laughs> <wanna> jinx anything, <laughs> but I'm having a really like lovely 2021. Like I really have had kind of a good the end of my year and the beginning of this year have been really really good for me, and I think I mean a lot of it has to do with um the person that I have been seeing recently. Um, uh, but also like, I don't know. I just feel like I, I, well, obviously, you know, at the end of last year, I left my job. Um, and I went, took my career in like a different path. And I think just feeling energized and feeling like, oh, like there's all these different things I can do with my career that I wasn't doing before that I'm now interested in. Like, I feel like a new person. And I also feel like mentally, like health, mental health wise, like, I'm just so happy and I feel better than I have in a really long time. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Cause I remember last year when we were talking,
1: I could tell you were really down. Plus I feel like a lot of times on stories, when someone's posting on stories, you're like, they're not doing
0: well mentally. Like you I was so unwell. When we, so you came on my podcast um, and that was like the end of August, I think. I was like, so, so not well, like to the point where I look back on that now and I have like no memory of that, that entire like period of my life because I was so depressed and I was like, uh, I was on medication and just like really not okay. My stories for about two and a half months there were just like, (laughs) everything sucks. (laughs) I hate everything. I want to die. And people were like, uh, are you okay? I'd be like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I remember. And I think the hardest part when you're going through that is that also it's, it's, it's that one moment when you need help the most and you don't take it or ask for it. Cause I remember when I did the interview with you and I tried to give you some advice and I tried to like, I feel like I was trying to connect you with some people for certain things or trying to help you. But it's not that you didn't care to take my advice or anything, but I could tell that the mindset you were in, I was like, oh, I don't think I can even really help her. She has to go through whatever she needs to go through. The force
0: up again. So yeah, literally, sometimes the only way to get through like a really bad depression and like a really tough time in your life is to just go through it because I don't know, like there was no easy out in that circumstance. Like I was just really sad and I'm just really not doing well. But like you it's really funny. Like I think about our interview and I'm like no idea what we talked about none I was just not even in my own body like there's no way that that was like a good interview I mean you were great I'm sure
1: <laughs> when you were like when did I interview was it August I'm literally like I have no idea because it's <laughs> not real anymore it doesn't exist and yeah like where I'm not even in 2021 right now I'm still in 2020 just yeah now. I don't know what day it is ever yeah um 2021 for me so far yeah like it's been good because I finally felt inspired again and I really want to do so much, but even right now I was late nine minutes or interview to a zoom, zoom call. And I literally like before we started, I was rushing and I feel like I'm actually putting my mind into too many things. And a lot of creative people have a problem with being really unorganized. I know that's a problem for me. Yeah. So I feel like at this point. I'm not doing that great. And I'm trying, I'm processing my brain, like, Oh V you're going to burn out and you're going to be, you're going to get sick physically. So that is something I'm telling myself right now that I need to work on. Cause I'm
0: spreading my, myself and
1: my time too thin.
0: Yeah. I mean, burnout is very real. Like I was really feeling burnt out uh, at, like the end of last year. And I just like, couldn't do, I was brain dead. I had nothing to say. I couldn't do anything because I had just like, I, I was doing too much. Like I was putting my energy into too many projects. And I think creative people do that. It's like you have one idea and then all of a sudden you have 20 ideas and you want to do all of them because you're creative. Right. But like, that's just not sustainable. I agree. So
1: during quarantine last year, when you were down, when you were up and all that, what do you, what do you think
0: something was that you learned
1: during quarantine?
0: Mm-hmm. learned a lot during quarantine. I really feel like the me that went in to quarantine is not the me that is going to come out. Like in a really good way, I feel like being forced to spend all that time alone, like I really know myself better. I really learned about myself and I also like kind of grew a backbone and I stopped taking bullshit and stopped taking disrespect because that's something I've always struggled with in my life. Like I've always been kind of just a, and women are socialized to do this. Like we're very much socialized to be like, no, it's okay. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like, do whatever you want to me. You know, spill a hot thing of soup on my face, and I'll be like, "That's okay. Thank you." I'm gonna, like, I'm so sorry that you spilled this on me. Like, I apologize. Are you okay? Yeah. Something. <laughs> women and Canadians. it's yes, women and Canadians were similar in that way. But um, yeah, I think I just really learned to be like, no, I don't have time for that, man. Life is short. Like, I, if I'm not being treated appropriately, I'm not going to be part of that relationship, that friendship. You know that situation whatever it is like I really learned to walk away because why the fuck not dude like why are you why are you doing anything that makes you unhappy right now and that's the world. powerful, by the
1: way yeah. I think that is one of the hardest things to do it sounds really easy when someone tells you just walk away whether it's a friendship or relationship a job but it's actually a mindset it's actually so much harder to actually do so I think
0: it's very powerful when you do walk away, because it's like you did that. Um, yeah. Taylor Swift actually just wrote a song <laughs> called it's, it's Time to Go. And she was talking about how like sometimes walking away or quitting or leaving is the bravest thing you can do, um, which is true. Like even like with re- relationships or friendships, like knowing when to call it quits, knowing when it's time to leave for your own sanity and your own like mental health, like it's really hard sometimes to know. Um, and it's really hard to do that, especially if you're a people pleaser, especially if you're someone who's like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's like, it's not about their feelings. you're miserable.
1: Walk away. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And even someone like me that comes off very aggressive, very assertive. And that is how I am as a person, but I have such a soft spot when it comes to my friends. And I think I tend to overextend myself overstretch myself and forgive people a million times before I walk away that is I would say a weakness and I'm sure you can relate to
0: I don't necessarily think that that is a weakness like I think being able to see the best in people and like give people chances is a really good like beautiful thing because not a lot of a lot of people get hurt one time they're like all right I will never trust again and I think the ability to stay vulnerable and and really love people with an open heart is a good thing. I wish there was no narrative of, uh, oh, like I, I'm an idiot for keeping giving people chances. Like, no, you're not. You're just like a nice person. <laughs> okay, that, that actually makes me feel better.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Betrayed. <You're> <laughs> I do like that. So since we're skipping to friendship breakups and friendships and stuff like that, I actually wanted to write some things down for um, the listeners and for us. I was doing some research before this episode. So I wrote down eight little things about before you walk away from a friendship, even though it is really powerful, here are a few things you should ask yourself before you fully make the decision to walk away. So here are my eight things. One, do they know that I'm unhappy and can this be resolved if we communicated? Two, am I giving more than I'm actually getting back? Three, are there boundaries in this relationship and is my friend aware of them? Cause a lot of the time, and I've talked about this on friendship breakups on a recent episode that I had, it was solo. And I discussed the fact that we create boundaries and expectations are really known when it comes to dating and relationships. But when it comes to friendship uh, relationships, we tend to not know or even think that we need those. So sometimes I don't have boundaries. Let's say with Ellie, if she's calling me every single day, cause that's the type of friendship she thinks we have. And I'm really busy with work. And then she's upset that I'm not answering. That's because I didn't let her know, Hey babe, listen, I need to create a boundary. Like you can't call me all day and then go off on me. I'm working, but I'm available at 6 PM. So that's just that. So that's three. Um, number four are our expectations of the friendship aligned. So again, it's another thing that we don't do with actual just friendships. We only do a relationship. So again, if Ellie thinks she can, her expectations that she calls me every day nonstop when we have sleepovers and it's always happening, my expectations that we talk once a month. You know what I mean? Like we need to figure out like our expectations. Number five, do I feel elevated by this person's presence or am I drained after every time we talk or hang out? And number um, six, would you recommend your friend... As a great friend to other people. If you feel like you can't even speak highly of your friend and you wouldn't recommend your friend to other people, why are you friends with that person? And then the last one is, can you share your success with this person or do you feel like you constantly have to dim your light for them? Number eight, can you trust them with your secrets? So those are the eight. What do
0: you think? And I agree with you. I'm not someone who... Uh... I'm not a breakup or very often. I mean, we sort of touched on that. Like I really will give people chances. And I also think that like not every friendship has to be at the same level. Kind of like you mentioned in one of the questions was like, what are your expectations for the friendship? Like, I think it's easy to have friends that you just like, I know I can't tell this person everything because they can't keep my secrets, you know, or like, I love this person, but they're kind of exhausting. So I can only see them when I have time. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's easy to keep people in your life like that. But like, I also think if there's a friend who's just not taken any of these boxes and you for the life of you are like, why are we still friends? Or maybe you're only friends because you're in the same friend group or, you know, you work together or whatever it is like, yeah, you shouldn't be afraid to ask yourself these questions. Like, is somebody making your life better? or Are they making your life worse? Like friends are supposed to make your life better. That's the point.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I also agree with your point about the fact that they don't have to be your best friends. So it's okay if some of these people don't check all of these boxes. So if they don't and they check a few, then you guys can be acquaintances. But that's setting the boundaries. But I think any relationship in general that you have in your life, if there's no boundaries or if you did set boundaries and they don't respect them, to me, I would say that is one number one killer for me. And that's a reason for me to walk away. Even if they check all the other boxes and they don't respect yeah. my boundaries, it's I will be drained.
0: Yeah. Um, but I also think like if you're someone who has just gone through a friend breakup, like one of your friends just left you and you don't know why. I think it's really easy to kind of be like, I must have done something wrong, but... It is totally on you as the friend to like communicate if you're unhappy with your friend. Like if your friend just walked away from you and isn't your friend anymore with no explanation, that's their problem and not yours. Because imagine you were mad. Imagine like you and I, best friends, hang out all the time. You said something one day that I was like, that fucking sucked. I'm never going to talk to this girl again. That's weird behavior on my part to not just be like, hey, Violet, you said this and it really bothered me. Because that's what you're supposed to do as friends. You communicate. And if you can't do that, that's that's your problem as a friend. Like you didn't do anything wrong in that scenario.
1: Yeah, actually I agree because how will I know that I offended your feelings or how would I know that I overstepped your boundaries or did something wrong if you don't tell me? Because then I can't fix it. Yeah. That is really true.
0: Communication is at the root of every problem that people have interpersonally, whether it's a, like a dating relationship, friendship, family, work relationships. Like if you can't just talk about what's wrong, like you're going to have issues all the time constantly 24 7
1: that's a really good point because again we do that if we were dating somebody we would communicate mm-hmm. but when it comes to friendships we don't have a guide about yeah. it but then we're just like okay whatever right, fuck that bitch i'm just not gonna speak to her anymore
0: and your breakups are so hard too because it's not like, like can you imagine going out for dinner with your friend and just being like listen it's been so real but i just think we shouldn't see each other anymore like we don't have breakups as friends you know like, we don't do that. They're friend breakups, but there's never the conversation of like, okay, our friendship is over from this point forward, you know? That's so true. Um, have you recently gone through a, a friendship breakup? I have. I have. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it just as a, a, a someone that I was really close with and they just kind of ghosted me and, and stopped talking to me. And like, it was really hard at first. And I was like telling my friends, I was like, I really don't understand what happened. Like, I really feel like I didn't do anything. Was it, was I weird the last time we went out? Like, did I drink too much? Or like, was it this? Was it that? I apologize for this. I don't understand. And my friend, one of my best friends eventually had to just be like, "El, listen, like they didn't, if they walked away and they didn't want to be your friend, like you can't like overanalyze it because a real friend isn't gonna have an arbitrary reason to not talk to you anymore. Someone who really wants to be in your life will be like, Will either tell you what you did wrong or not give a fuck about like the little things that you're going to go in your head and be like, was it this? Was it that? Did I say something weird? You know, like my best friends for like two or three years. Were you guys like best friends? We were really close. Like I saw them like a lot, and we hung out most weekends. And then just really stopped being my friend. And I like I'm okay with it. It's, it's fine. Um, I just think it's really weird. Like it's a weird thing. Do you think they're depressed? <laughs> no, I don't think they're depressed. I just, I just think they, look, they had their reason to not want to be my friend anymore and that's fine, but it, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. And you reached out being
1: like, hey, what's up? What's going on?
0: Yeah, and... Nothing? Yeah. <laughs> so i was telling my mom about it. And I think as you get older, you have more of these situations where you realize that like, so my mom had this best friend. When I was a kid, it was my dad's best friend from high school, his wife, they were best friends. They got a divorce and the wife just completely ghosted my mom, stopped taking her calls, like wouldn't see her, didn't talk to her. Um, And my mom was like, what the fuck happened? And I remember asking my mom like a year later and I was like, aren't you like really sad? Like, don't you like really miss her? And she's like, honey, when you get older, you just realize people are weird (laughs) <laughs> like people are weird. Like they do things like that. Like people have their own reasons for doing stuff. And like, if you try to overanalyze, what did I do wrong? You're just going to hurt yourself.
1: That's kind of funny. That's kind of great advice. Like people are weird. People are weird man. <laughs> that That's so funny. But the reason I asked if your friend was depressed is because I think a lot of times when someone is going through depression, they do end up isolating themselves and they kind of oh. don't speak to anyone. And it's nothing personal. And then they come back and they're like, Hey, Oh my God. Like what did I miss? Sorry. I've been like MIA for the past six months. Like I was just like, you know,
0: if they did that, I'd be like, what's up?
1: <laughs> like what's going on? Let's chat. Like what's new. Yeah. Cause I've I had friends that like one of my friends that I, I, I think I text her something and I didn't hear from her from like a week and a half. And then she's like, I think I takes text or twice, but I didn't take you personally. And then she was just like, Hey babe, what's up? Sorry. Like, I've been just like doing my own thing. And I'm like, Oh, you're in the studio. And she's like, No, I was really depressed. So I was like, Oh. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. And she's like, Yeah. Okay. I have a friend who's been like just going through like a really hard time. And the other day she texted me, she's like, Hey, I'm really sorry we haven't talked as much lately. I've just been really depressed. I was like, Oh, yeah, no, in my head, I was like, She hates me, she never wants to talk to me again. <laughs> but I'm 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 glad you felt comfortable telling me. <laughs>
1: like this is I mean, obviously, don't take advantage of this if you are not depressed, or don't don't do it too often, because then we'll, your friends are going to be really worried about you. But you, <laughs> you, it literally works. That's what you can do it with guys when you want to break up with them too. <laughs> like it
0: works. No one can get mad at. It. They're like, oh, okay. I- this is how I feel about it. Like I have, like if I have a mental illness and I have to suffer through being mentally ill, I should also get to use it as an excuse, you know? <laughs> like, like I should feel like I have to suffer through panic disorder. I should be able to say, "Hey, I'm having a panic attack. I can't do this today." Even if I, you know, like I should be able to use it to my advantage because I have to suffer with it.
1: Yeah. And again, for those listening, we are obviously making jokes. Sorry. <laughs> That I think we're taking advantage of now those things. Not to mention, we're both diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Yeah. We've talked about it before, both of us. Um, but it, these are yeah. just and these
0: are, and it's our experience too. Like this is the way that we feel comfortable talking about, you know, our experience with mental health. But like, you know, I totally understand other people don't talk about their experiences like this. <laughs> like for both of us, I feel like comedy and making light, light,
1: like making things feel lighter is, I think, what helps us get through life and help us feel then okay with going through those episodes of depression and things like that. If you make a joke out of something, then it doesn't feel like your dark secret anymore.
0: Yeah. Because I think not talking about it and like making it this like shameful secret thing actually makes it harder. Um, One of the biggest things that helped me with my anxiety when I was, well, my panic disorder was really, really bad was just like, saying what's up, like saying what's up to my anxiety, like naming it and just kind of being like, Hey, like I, I can feel that you're here. Hey, everybody. Like I'm anxious. My anxiety right here. They're joining me for this, uh, this party. Um, <laughs> like just being able to kind of acknowledge it and be open about it really helped me because I wasn't, it wasn't the added stress of being like, nobody can know that right now I feel like I'm going to die. You know, <laughs> what's your anxiety's name? Is it, is it, is it, is it Chad? Is it like, <laughs> like everyone has a like no this is like so embarrassing actually like in my head i picture it as like a little (laughs) like puppy like but like it um like a little like uh, what are they called burmese mountain dogs their puppies are like the cutest puppies so i picture my anxiety as this cute little puppy and i named it walter and you know we go on walks every now and then (laughs) love walter my friend had a dog named walter
1: oh really Um, have you ever seen his dark materials yeah okay me too oh it's like my demon yeah (laughs) demon yeah i feel like my demon would either be a dragon or um a cheetah because i think that's kind of who i am yeah
0: yeah mine would definitely be more of a like cute little woodland creature maybe a squirrel i feel like (laughs) yes that is so you (laughs)
1: yeah i feel like well at least my alter ego who i wish i could be sometimes you know like on his dark materials everyone should watch that show it's really good it's on each (laughs) again you're into like magic and fairy tale stuff and um like harry potter then you'll Mm -hmm. be in this but um my favorite character in his dark materials is the mom oh mrs coulter she's great yeah because she's ruthless And I can feel her hurting inside and I can feel her inner pain and also being a woman in a man's world. And I feel it. And like I know a lot of other people watch her as someone really cold because she's even mean to her own demon. Even her own demon is afraid of her. But I look at her and I feel like in a lot of ways she's so ruthless that I wish I could be like that sometimes. Because sometimes I think I'm too nice. Mm-hmm. So I how ruthless she is! Like that's why I was feel like my demo be a cheetah because that's who I wish I could be on the inside. I have this boot camp. It's like this bitch bible that I like to guide on my solo episodes on the podcast. Yeah. And it started with dumb bitch boot camp, and now it switched into bad bitch boot camp um, because we've graduated from being a dumb bitch to being a bad bitch. But thank God, <laughs> thank God, <laughs> yeah. So I literally on dumb bitch boot camp. I try to help women understand with how they can walk in a room and have that confidence that everyone notices them. And I actually now I'm doing that. Um there's this new app called Clubhouse that I recently got <laughs> yeah, Clubhouse. Are you on it? No, I'm not on Clubhouse. I laugh. I, I think it's so funny. Like <laughs> it's actually really interesting, but it's I, time consuming. I'm, I I just joined 2 days ago. Okay. So I kind of got on it and then even in the rooms we were on, it's a lot of times men speaking very men. Constantly about everything. And then every time um, anyone in the room tr- um, tries to chime in, because basically it's like a bunch of speakers and then people listening. And every time a woman chimes in, she'll go, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, hey, men, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, and then like constantly I would hear women saying, sorry. And then the men, when they chimed in, they go, so I think, and let's say a woman speaking or even someone else they yeah. continue speaking until that person stops speaking. They don't say, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, and I that's thought like college, that's <laughs> just yeah. like, but it's a real thing. And I thought that was really interesting. Like even paying attention to the voice difference, who was calm, who was speaking nervously, who kept apologizing, which is something women tend to date, yeah. do and Canadians. But like today, today I, I, worked, I joined a room with a bunch of men and it was about entrepreneurs and how to be successful and a millionaire and things like that. And all the men were talking And then I stopped. I chimed in. I was like, "Hey guys, I'm going to speak really quick. This is Violet Benson Um, to all the women in this room. I want to give you guys the best advice. And I'm going to say this right now: There's no reason why you shouldn't believe that you deserve a seat on the on the boys' table. In the boys' table, like right now, everything you the guys have been saying it's amazing. Thank you so much for all the advice. But I want to speak to the women right now. And I want to let you know that when it comes to confidence, you should have the same confidence as all the men speaking. And the best advice that somebody told me one time is that you should have the same confidence as a mediocre white man.
0: Oh. facts. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, it's tough. Like um, being, being the only woman in a room full of men, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> it's the worst. I
1: thrive for it. Like I live for it. But maybe because my dad raised me kind of to be like a boy, maybe because I always wanted his love so much. And I knew he wanted me to be kind of more as strong as a boy. I mean, I had a really Russian on brain, but my dad, when I was young, he told me like, this is funny. The one when he was around, when I was young, he was like, okay, I'm going to tell you this and please remember this. And he told me when I was younger, he said, one day you're going to grow up. And your looks are going to fade and you will no longer be beautiful. Your husband's going to cheat on you and leave you. And huh. all you're going to be left with is your education and your job. So you better start thinking smart and how to be a successful person. And I was like, okay. And then I really listened to
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. Uh, we don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> that's a lot. Something I've noticed is if I speak in like a lower voice in a room full of men, they listen to me more and I hate it. Like I hate it, but it's true. I I was on the phone with like a a bunch of like older men that for a a project that I was doing. And I would be like, um, well, I think, uh, excuse me, in my fucking 24 year old, like child voice. And then finally I was just like, I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, no, that's actually a really interesting point. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you listen to me now that I use my man voice? I sound like an idiot."
1: No, it wasn't your man voice actually. I was watching a TED Talk on how to be a better speaker. Don't I? I, I watch a lot of TED Talks. So. A great idea. I wish I did that. I watched a, talk, a TED Talk on how to be a better speaker, and it actually says that one of the ways to be so you don't even realize, but you were doing it. So it had nothing to do with men listening to you. People tend to listen more to somebody that not only sounds confident in their voice, somebody that doesn't say like or all those things a lot, their words yeah, lower and somebody that speaks with a lower
0: voice. Weird. I mean it's totally I mean it totally has to do with sounding more like a man, but I don't think so. I don't think that because I think things like like and um filler words and higher register like those are all associated with the way that women speak yeah
1: but it's also hype it's also the way people with anxiety who feel anxious speak. You can tell right away when somebody's unsure of what they're saying. They go "I think uh, I'm sorry, I think uh you know so I think I think that's a big difference, and even when I started this podcast when I first started versus now, that's completely changed, but also when I was in clubhouse and I was on in that room with all those people this morning um I was like a little shaken up. I like, well, it could be the lack of sleep could have been the Adderall, <laughs> but I felt a little shaken up. Like my hands were shaking a little and I was very nervous, but I made sure to keep my voice and my tone um, calm. And I spoke confidently and sure of myself because I'm fully aware that people are constantly going to doubt me and right. like, that's okay. Cause I don't doubt myself. And so I think all that stuff is very important, whether you're a man or a woman.
0: I would put that on a t-shirt. I know that people are going to doubt me, but it's okay. Cause I don't doubt myself. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I, I've said it before, like it's before you can expect anyone else to fuck you. You got to want to fuck yourself. And, it's just <laughs> confident. and That's so true. That's if so you true don't believe in yourself. No one else is going to believe in you.
0: Yeah. And even if you don't believe in yourself, fake it. Nobody knows if you walk into a room and you're like, I'm hot shit. I'm the best. I'm so good at what I do. And I'm beautiful. People are going to be like, they're the best. They are beautiful and they know what they're doing. <laughs> That's so
1: funny. I actually had a question for you about that. So that was really? funny because that was another episode that you had that I remember I wrote down for myself. And it was, um, you said, how do you convince people that you're hot? You had a crash course about this.
0: How to be a hot girl. The secret to being a hot girl is just pretending that you are a hot girl. That's, really, that's, that's what I did. I mean, when I was like, a, um, I was really, really insecure when I was graduating high school, going to college, because I had grown up really not thinking I was pretty and not thinking that boys liked me, which like was the most important thing in the world to me at the time. Um, and I, I walked into college and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to walk around and act like I'm hot shit and act like I'm the girl that everyone wants in this room and just see what fucking happens because I don't have anything to lose right now. And and it worked. I was the girl that everybody wanted because I walked in and I was like, what's up? You know, people are drawn to confidence. Like people are drawn to somebody who seems like they know what they want and they're not afraid to go after it. Uh And whether or not that's true, like I don't feel that way inside, but eventually you do start to feel more confident just because you're pretending. It's like when you smile, um, even if you're not happy and then you start to feel better that's yeah and what she's saying
1: is a real a real trick that you look in the mirror and if you keep smiling when you look in the mirror you should feel better you start to feel better you start to feel happy
0: yeah like sometimes you just have to put yourself in the mindset and force yourself to do it and it works with almost anything too it's not just confidence it's not just like um we did an episode about like being the cool girl or like being chill in the beginning of a relationship and like not because I have I I think we all have a tendency sometimes to move a little too fast and get a little too like but if you literally in your head you're like I am the girl from Gone Girl I am the girl who's like (sighs) I don't give a fuck about these men like if in your head you're pretending to be the chill girl who doesn't give a fuck you're gonna end up not texting him 10,000 times a day what are we (laughs) wait I need to learn that because I actually like when I feel like I'm too honest
1: so when a guy thinks I'm being I'm chill or whatever I literally say do I look like a chill person to you like is that what you like do I seem like I'm chill and now I have to be like maybe yeah you're right just the way I have a mindset like I'm hot or I'm confident I have to be like I'm chill
0: this is not I'm fine everything is fine
1: (laughs) okay I'm gonna try that that was good advice I'm just gonna pretend I'm chill okay I like that Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go. You are newly in a relationship.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, it's new. How Uh, new? Like new, like within the last two months. Okay. Does that
1: mean that means did you finally then stop dating assholes?
0: I think I'm cured of the asshole. Uh the, the need for asshole. Honestly, like, you know that like dumb thing that you always hear like oh you find someone when you're not looking for anybody and I always heard that and I was like well what the fuck am I supposed to do with that like obviously I'm looking obviously I want to be with somebody I'm alone like I want a boyfriend like I remember I was just being like like, I feel like
1: they say you you only find someone when you're not looking but then they always say you have to put into the
0: universe what you want and you're like wait can you make up your mind what am I supposed to do (laughs) right but in this case, I, like, really wasn't... Not only was I not looking for it with this person, like, I just, like, wasn't looking for a relationship. Like, I was so content with where I was at and what I was doing. Um, and we had been friends. And then he... Um, he he damned me about something, like, career-related. And I was like, oh, like, you should just have my number. Like, just text me about this. Like, just casually. Like, I wasn't even being, like, have my number. Like, I really just meant, like... Yeah, you should text me. It's easier than DMs like I would do for like anything, you know And he started texting me and we both I remember were just kind of like Wait, I like like talking to you and all of a sudden we were talking all day And then it was like morning till night. It was always good morning Always good night. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I don't do this. I don't like this I don't like talking to someone this often like this is so weird and then it turned into, he would call me every night before bed. And then those would turn into like six hour phone calls every night. We would be staying up till like four o'clock in the morning for whatever reason. Like, and I was like, I don't really know what's happening here because I've never felt like this about anybody before. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, he liked you from the beginning. Do you feel like, do you think it was a move when he asked you about work stuff or he literally was also just like, can you help me or something?
0: We were because we've talked about it since and like to be clear, like he's not my boyfriend officially, but we are definitely seeing each other. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, we've talked about it and he was like, no, I never thought I had a chance with you. Like, I never thought you would look at me like that. And honestly, like he's not somebody that I would have gone for in the past. Like. And I think that that's maybe important. I think sometimes your type is not the person that you're supposed to be going for because this is somebody who like I wouldn't have necessarily thought of in a romantic way who like now I like I really mean this like no one has ever known me better like I've never liked someone as much as I like him like and I sound so st- I feel like I sound so stupid like cuz it's not really me like I think anybody who's known me for however long knows like I don't really get um starry-eyed and, like, head over heels. I'm always just kind of like, ah, this fucking guy that I like. Like, I'm annoyed about it. There's nothing to be annoyed about here. I'm just happy.
1: (laughs) It is weird. Like, I feel like sometimes it's almost you feel more comfortable when you are dating yeah. the same type of guy and you're just yeah. like, ah, oh, he, su- he sucks. But it's like, it's that, it, it's like that high from it. Like, Oh, here we go again. But you're actually like thriving on it. It's like a high that you get. Cause it's like, it's like a little fix versus when you finally go for someone you don't usually date and it feels comfortable. You it's a, it's this weird moment where you have to accept the fact like, Oh, this may be quote unquote boring, but maybe this is good. Boring.
0: Yeah. And of course, there is a difference between good, boring and like stagnant. And I think can be hard to discern, especially if you're really used to the ups and downs. But I think a lot of times we go for the same kind of guy that's like not good for us because it's easier to kind of like the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't. Right. So it's like I'm going to date this guy and I know he's probably going to hurt me. But that way, I don't really need to put my full vulnerability into it because if it doesn't work out, it's not my fault he, he was going to suck from the beginning. Right. Versus going for somebody who like probably won't hurt you. And like, there is a higher chance that like, I don't know, you have to put more of yourself into it because it's not going to go the way that it usually goes. Um, that's a lot scarier. I love that.
1: I a hundred percent agree with that. So I think my next question is pretty obvious.
0: How's the dick? (laughs) Oh my God. So listen, (laughs) I have intimacy issues like genuinely like really bad intimacy issues. I have a really hard time connecting physical intimacy with emotional intimacy so like I can be really emotionally intimate with my friends and whatever. I can be really physically intimate but I can never I have a really hard time combining them which makes relationships obviously very difficult because relationships are sex plus intimacy and like friendship like emotional intimacy right mm-hmm. um, And I was really scared. I was like, well, I'm I'm afraid, like, if we have sex too fast, like, I'm not going to like him or, like, I'm going to ruin this. Or, like, something my brain is just going to, because it's happened before, my brain is just kind of like, no, no, we're not into this anymore. Um, I was really scared. But weirdly, like, I'm so comfortable with him that I was able to tell him those things that, like, yeah, I have these issues with this. I do have to take it kind of slow physically, which is not easy for me. But something that we did have to talk about. And he's just, like, been so cool about it like he never made me feel you know some guys do kind of make you feel like they'll say no it's fine we can take it at your pace but they don't mean it um like he 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 meant it um or or manipulate you by like love bombing you and then taking a step back because you didn't give them the yeah or like oh like i have blue balls like you can't leave me like this like shit like that you know and he never did that and it's the first time that i've ever been like no like I want to have sex with you, not just because like, I'm horny or whatever, but because like, I really like you and like I want you to feel good and like I care about you. I've never, ever done that before. <laughs> well, I feel like without you realizing, with this person, you actually
1: built a friendship, communication, you mm-hmm. were comfortable enough, all of that, before you got in bed, which is something I try to tell girls why it's so important. And that's why also I'm sure your sex ended up being so much better than with so many of your last partners because you actually had that intimacy. You build that intimacy first. Like comfortable. Exactly. So a lot of times I think when I've told, said this before in my podcast, when girls sleep with a guy too fast and then they get upset if he's following other girls or doing whatever, acting single, it's because yes, you move forward so quickly physically that you didn't realize your intimacy level is still in the beginning. So you, without even realizing, you took your intimacy level further first and then you caught up with it physically.
0: Yeah, which is so the opposite of what I normally do. We all do that. We all
1: do the whole shit.
0: Yeah, obviously. And it's like, it's not to say that, like, oh, you can't sleep with someone on the first date or you can't, because there are plenty of relationships that do work out. But, like, for me personally, in my own brain, and especially with anxiety and all that, like, it really has been so much better this way. Like, I can't even talk about it um also he has a good dick like it's just a good dick i not to like blow smoke up his ass i'm sure he's gonna listen to this and be like you said all these nice things about me but um no he's a great dick it's a great great size for me personally
1: i feel like i can never tell if like when you're being interviewed if you should admit that a guy that you're dating has a good dick because then you're like what if other girls pursue him but then but then it almost feels like should you just say he has a really tiny dick so no one goes <laughs> him? But then are you gonna Im- embarrassing him. Right.
0: You could do what Ariana Grande did and say that he has a huge dick so that he's always self-conscious the first time he hooks up with other girls because his dick isn't as big as she said it was.
1: (laughs) Actually, it's not true. He has a really big dick. Really? My friend hooked up with him.
0: (gasps) Massive. I'm so happy to know that. Like, just for my own records, because secretly I've always been in love with Pete Davidson. And I also think that we are kind of meant to be. Like, I'm very happy with the person that I'm with right now. But if you really think about it, I am short, like Ariana Grande. I am Jewish, like Cassie David. And I'm mentally ill. Like, we would be literally perfect for each other.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, totally.
1: Um, I think you can do better than him. Personally. Thank you. But, you know... <laughs> I feel like an asshole for saying that, but it's the truth. That's how I feel. Since the dick is good, what would you say your
0: best sex move is? My My best best sex move? Um, It's anytime I don't cry after sex. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I I don't necessarily think of myself as like a a freak, you know? (laughs) Like, as a move. Like, my best fucking talent is. Like my talent is sucking dick. Like it has nothing. I'm not like, I feel like I'm not particularly fantastic in like at sex. I know I give good at, it's a fact. It's a factual fact. Something I enjoy doing because I like doing things that I'm good at. That's my move. <laughs> okay. Your move is sucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you say it like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. How,
1: how, what, what's your, what's so special about your move aside from the dick being in your mouth?
0: Right. Obviously so the dick is in my mouth um often the balls are in the mouth you know that's important you know you you hate to do it but like they like it and like that's important I agree um I don't think I do anything particularly special I think enthusiasm and lubrication are the most important things that you can you can do with a a blowjob obviously you can get fancy you can add all the hands and do all the stuff and touch all the places you're supposed to touch and you should be doing that but really enthusiasm and lubrication that's the key Uh Love that you had enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is so important <laughs> in life in general, but also like during sex
1: and when you're, yeah. like, you're so enthusiastic, like even if you're not that great at what you're doing, I'm sure the other person's like, you know what? They're really trying. I'm g- go, go you. It's like, oh, when yeah, he's so enthusiastic about it. And he's like, like, actually, like, he's like, you're like the side of your thigh. It's not even your clip, but you're like, you know what? You're trying. Let me give you a little yeah.
0: moment. A for effort. You know, enthusiasm. like no one wants to, like what is it? Like enthusiastic consent is so different from consent. Like just saying like, yeah, I'll suck your dick versus like, fuck yeah, let's go. Like that's so much sexier.
1: Like that's way sexier. I love that enthusiasm. I'm going to start bringing that into the anything I do actually. Just be super right. enthusiastic, especially in the, bad- in the bedroom. Totally. Okay. So like my move is, um, okay, I have two moves. Okay. Okay, one, obviously, with a sucking dick, I'll get to in a second. But one of my moves, the first time I have sex with a guy, is I undress in front of them. Like a striptease? Not in a way that, like, I'm showing them that I'm doing a, stri- a striptease. But, um, well, I'm such a loser. I read research. <laughs> <laughs> you your research. like I. Okay, when I was more of a pick-me girl, when I was who I used to be, and I've admitted that, hence my daddy issues... I care much it. more about like pleasing a man versus you know being me, but it's still for some reason my move. Now it's for different reasons why it's my move. It used to be my move because I read research that says that it turns guys on more when they can watch you undress versus if you're already naked or you take off your clothes under the bed sheets or when they're not looking. Yeah. But now I do it for myself because I feel sexy because I can look in there and I look at them. And I can like see how they're so turned on when I like just drop my clothes. I like I love to get naked because I'm hot. Why do I, I think I'm hot? Because I told myself I'm hot. Because you told me to tell myself, and I tell myself I'm hot. And I look <laughs> in the mirror. I think I'm fucking sexy. And when you also when you enter the bedroom, you better think you're the hottest shit ever. And that person is so lucky to even see you naked, to even touch you.
0: And they're gonna feel that. No, I was like 18 and, and just, cause like, I really wasn't sexually active in high school. Like I didn't, so the first time my guy ever really saw me shirtless, I was like 17, 18. And I remember I was so scared. Cause like at the time I have bigger boobs now, but at the time I like really, it was like, like had no boobs. I was so self-conscious and I was like, nobody wants to see me naked. Cause I don't have boobs and like whatever. And then I realized that they don't care what your boobs look like as long as they get to see your boobs. And that carried me through <laughs> So happy, they're just so happy there. They're like
1: you. You go into the into the bedroom, and you're just like, oh my god, he's gonna notice the scar, like next to my belly. He's gonna notice my celia He's literally there, like holy shit, I'm gonna get to put my penis in a hole. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So that's my number one move is that I will undress in front of the guy because I feel so sexy. It turns me on to watch the guy turn on. And then my second move is the head, but again, I like to do eye contact when I'm about yeah. to do it. And I start to lick you really slowly and I look at them in the in the eyes and I feel like that's my move. And then I decide whether or not I'm even going to suck it.
0: Right. Like you have to kind of leave them in the suspense. It's like, oh, I'm down there. Am I going to do it? I'm <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'm goofy. Like I like can't even take sex seriously. Like I need to have sex with someone who also doesn't take it that seriously. Like obviously like there's the moment to be like, like fucking. But like, I feel like if you're not kind of laughing with your partner throughout it, like. You shouldn't be having sex with them. true. I've seen that on Pinterest. Really?
1: <laughs> like the best partner is the one you can laugh in the bedroom with. I agree. But one time I was about to have sex with this guy and he got naked and I don't know what he was thinking. He started doing a weird dance with his dick. Oh, I hate when they that. That I was like, well, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and then I heard my friend hooked up with him. Too. I
0: didn't end up having sex with him. He did The same thing. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, that's his move. It's a weird move. But I guess, like, if you were nervous, that might make you laugh. And then you're like, "Ah, I'm fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think he was so embarrassed. I wasn't laughing. I was like, are you okay?
0: (laughs) Sometimes I laugh. (laughs) Not on purpose. Like, not on purpose. Sometimes if I'm, like, giving them head and then they come, like, I laugh because, like, I'm like... (laughs) because they're so like pathetic like they make like their coming face and they just like look so like stupid and sometimes I can't help it like I laugh and like then I feel really bad I'm like I'm not laughing at your dick I am kind of but I'm not
1: <laughs> so funny although like, I just recently taught myself how to like be okay with come when I'm giving head if they're gonna come. but like for girls who are not into it, like including myself, that's really new to me. I used to just go with my ex boyfriend, we go from like me giving him head to us like just having sex. So I never really okay. finish. And I'm learning like people finish. So because I'm still not fully used to come with the last guy I dated, I kind of like it doesn't all go in my mouth. Like some people say, like, you kind of let it. To- it straight and there, but instead, well, I don't know if it's like dripping down my face, but it's in a way, like I can't explain it, but it looks like you're like, in, it's going in your mouth but in a way a little bit went in your mouth. And then you just keep giving a handy and maybe you lick it for two seconds and it's still really it going on his dick. That's exactly, it's all going on his dick. Like you're not actually swallowing it.
0: That's a good tip. Also, if you just like really don't want it anywhere in like, especially if I've had alcohol, if there's like common map, I'm a throw up, like I can't yeah. do it. Um, so I'll be like, I'm not going to swallow, but you can come anywhere you want because it's like not that big of a deal. They're going to be like, you know, come on your face. And you'll be like, sure. Like, it's no sweat off my back. Like whatever. It's a body part, <laughs> you know, what off your hair. You- yeah, that's annoying. But like if they aim sort of like you've let a guy come on your face before. Really? It, it is the easiest, laziest way to seem like you're a freak without actually doing anything. You just close your eyes and open your mouth and they're like, this is the hottest thing. And it's like, is it?
1: <laughs> I've <laughs> never done that and I would never do it, but that's just me. No, wow. shame anyone that isn't. To. For yeah. me, I'm not, I'm like, there's no, you're not coming. First of all, I'd probably have makeup on. Like I don't need that shit. Second of all, it makes me feel like it's
0: degrading for me. Like, for me yeah. yeah. I don't mind the degrading thing. Like, Especially because, like, I know guys think it's, like, not in a pick-me way, but, like, if I'm really just not okay. feeling like being hot, let him come on your face. It's okay. the easiest thing. <laughs>
1: your, your current guy must really love you then. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> That's, like, my, I have, like, three no's when, when I'm dating somebody sex, sexually. Yeah. One, don't come on my face. Two, no sums. Three, don't cheat on me, please.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, the cheat on me i think that should be in everyone's you know top three uh mine is don't spit on me don't spit on please don't spit on me yeah some people like they like want to spit in your mouth no seriously like i have a thing about it it's like the it's not spit, oh sorry
1: no it grosses me even in porn when they do the thing where they're about to spit on the person's privates
0: i'm i have to look no. away oh, no i can't, I can't it's not like that the spit itself it's like the act of spitting is so gross to me yeah it's so gross he is always like so white and you're like like, what what is that dude like that's disgusting oh my god no don't spit on me I had a guy once try he like grabbed my mouth like that to like spit in my mouth because he thought it was like a hot like and I literally like was like I'm gonna murder you like I'm like we're done I'm gonna stab you like get away from me
1: You're like, please just come on my face, but don't spit on me. (laughs) And with my first boyfriend, um, he was going to titty fuck me. Yeah, he was like, okay, dope. And then he goes, and then I watched the loogie slowly go down. And as I watched, I was
0: like, get off me. Have you ever thrown up while giving someone head? So the reason I've never
1: took me forever to swallow. Yeah actually because with one of my exes he was on the worst diet he was a student um he was a student and he was a med, med school student so he was studying so much that all he was eating was junk food and it really is true like what you put in your yeah. body is what comes out of it facts yeah although vegans think they're so amazing but then like their farts are the worst <laughs> <laughs> anyway also facts though but anyway um so his balls would, by the way, he had like this weird thing where his balls would stink all the time. So then when I would start to give him head and his dick was kind of small. So when I would start to give him head, I could literally deep throat and get to the balls. And then when my spit will combine with the balls, oh my God. To the dick, and then like already I could feel like a terrible taste. Like now it's like my spit with the ball taste, with the dick sweat, like all of that shit. Um, <laughs> so that's already disgusting. But I'm doing my best, you know, to power through it because I'm trying to be a great girlfriend. So I keep giving him a head and he's like, I'm about to come and he's never came in my mouth. But this time I was like, oh, I want to be cool. I'm a cool girl. Yeah, I'm a cool girl. He's about to start coming and usually I would move away. And this time I leave my mouth there and he's like, oh my God, what are you doing? And he's coming and I was like, it's fine. Like I'm like, yeah, sing- signaling? signaling, signaling, fine. He starts to come. I kid you not, first of all, that kid has so much come coming, like, shooting into my mouth, like, it wasn't even normal, not to mention, it tastes so bad, plus already all the taste from, like, the balls and the dick, and first, I'm trying to hold it in there to, like, in my mouth, like, I, I swallow some of it, some of it I can't swallow, and just keeps going, and then I have to finally, like, pull my mouth and then I, I look at him and then I, I'm like, try to swallow everything that was in my mouth. And then I can't hold it. And I go, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I run into my garage in my house because uh, my room was like um, down downstairs. So then you can go through the garage through my room and I run to garage and I just start yakking. I could Ugh. not, after that, I never, I like, was, no, after that, I was so mortified of ever swallowing because I thought that's what it would be like.
0: Okay, like I'm actually nauseous right now. Like that, huh, disgusting. How do you think I felt? I was there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. What about you? I never thrown up on the dick, but have twice thrown up because of, well, um, once because I was giving head, and the guy was like, oh, spit on it. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, don't say that to me. Um, and then another time because I was it was the morning and I was trying to be a fucking cool ass chick, and I was so hungover, and it just like hit the back of my throat wrong. And I was like, Nope. (laughs) Had to run and throw up. Not sexy. Not sexy. By the way,
1: you guys, sometimes it's okay to not be the cruel girl. Sometimes it's also okay to be yourself. So be like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, John, I'm, I am not the cool girl. I'm about to throw up and I don't want it to be on your dick. I'm going to head to the bathroom. The dick stinks. Yeah. Sorry. Just
0: like admitting sometimes that you don't feel or that like you're going to do something not sexy is fine. Like I'm, I'm just getting off my period right now. And yesterday he, um, uh, the guy that I'm seeing, like, he was like, Hey, like I'm going to shower. Like, do you want to get in the shower with me? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I weigh five pounds more right now than I normally do. And I feel disgusting and my boobs hurt. So I don't want to shower with you. Not because you're not sexy, because I am not sexy right now. (laughs) I have this like really irrational fear that I'm going to swallow. And then he's going to do something funny and I'll like laugh and then cum will come out of my nose. Like it's a really irrational fear, but it is something that I've been afraid of since I was like a teen. Like (laughs) that would suck though. It's like thick.
1: Ugh. but it's funny it's like it's more of a like an irrational fear for me would be like i have i have anal with the guy and accidentally shit on him
0: (laughs) that's not an irrational fear that's like pretty rational i feel like that's fairly rational no actually it happens to the best of us i don't know but
1: um um okay so we are out of time but i had so much fun talking to you do you feel like is there anything you feel like i didn't ask you No, I honestly feel like we could talk
0: forever. I wish we could. I know I had a lot of fun. So where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at, um, nope, that's not my handle. You can find me on Instagram at Ellie underscore schnitt. Um, And then you can also follow me on Twitter, holy underscore schnitt. I have a TikTok. I don't really use it, but if you want to follow me again, same, same as everything else. And thank you so much for having me, Violet. I had so much fun. Me too. Thank you so
1: much for coming on. I love this episode. Don't forget you guys to follow Ellie. Um, don't forget to also send your prayers and wish her the best on her newest relationship. I <laughs> hope I don't fuck it up, right? You won't. So don't even say that. Because that's like negative energy into the year. Sure. We don't need that. So you're going to do great. And um, yeah, you guys don't forget to have a beautiful day. And I'll see you guys again next week. Bye, guys.